that way this morning. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. Amen. Let's look at your neighbor this morning. You'll see right beside of you today. Amen. We have a few written requests today. We want to remember Brother George and Sister Randy as they're traveling again today that the Lord will just be with them and keep his hand on them. Uh, also, Sister Shirley said all is well with her best friend. Uh, they have to wait on surgery. Uh, they're going tomorrow, but just thanks for your prayers. And we just we're just going to expect a good result. Amen. God's going to do his work. Also, uh, Brother Moke, uh, Brother Mokey this morning is, uh, has a request to all the children of God this morning to help him be in prayer. He's going to Africa. It's a long journey, and he's going to be on April the 25th. So just remember him in prayer this morning. Amen. As, as he endeavors on this trip. Amen. We're just so happy to be back in the service this morning. Just looking for what God has in store for us today. You have something on your heart, just make it known by that uplifted hand. God sees all of our needs in this service today. Brother Johnson, come this morning and lead us in prayer. Amen. You love him this morning. Man, did you wake up with a clear mind this morning? There's just something about this morning. I woke up and I said, We're just going to have church today. I just feel it in my bones. You know, it's such, a, such an honor to worship a God that cares so much about us. Raises us in our right mind this morning, sets us up that we can come worship Him this morning. He gave us everything that we have need of to worship Him this morning. He gave us our hands, He gave us our arms, He gave us a heart full of desire and love for Him. He gave us a right mind to say, Thank you, Lord. So it's up to you to now worship Him. Let's pray together as a church. Heavenly Father, Lord, we truly love you, Lord. Lord, we're truly a thankful group of people, Lord. We've seen you move in miraculous ways in our own lives, Lord, and in our families' lives and in the community around us, Lord, that there leaves no doubt, Lord, that you're in this place, Lord, that you're in this portion of the bride here that's gathered this morning. Lord, we're a thankful group, Lord. We want to worship you this morning, Lord. We ask you to come down each every aisle, Lord. Walk down the center aisle, Lord. Pick out the ones that need comfort and put your arms around them, Lord. Pick out the ones that need healing, Lord, and push your healing salve over them, Lord. Pick out the ones that may need wisdom or a question needs answered, Lord, and just speak to them in a mighty way this morning, Lord. Touch each one of us, Lord. Touch these requests that we've laid before you, Lord, the hands that have gone up, Lord, the sicknesses, Lord, the Lord, need to travel to Africa, need a healing touch, Lord, to be able to travel without any conflict, Lord, without any conditions, Lord, to be free to worship you, Lord. And 
Lord, we ask to those who are traveling, Lord, to give them traveling mercies, Lord. Brother Ben, as he's out ministering to, Lord, strengthen him in a mighty way, Lord. And strengthen Brother Mark, Lord. Let him, let him come with full power this morning, Lord. To, Lord, lead us into worship and us follow into worship, Lord. Touch our pastor, Lord. Anoint him a special way this morning, Lord. Let him speak to our hearts, Lord. Let him raise us up and encourage us, Lord. Correct us if we need it, Lord. Lord, we love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you the honor. We give you the praise in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And you can be seated for a moment. We'll do our reports. And Brother Mark always tells us whose birthday it is. But he don't ever like talking about himself. Brother Matt hit him Wednesday night, but he wasn't here. But Mark had a birthday this week. And Mark and Kelly had anniversary this week. So I'm just thankful for that. Amen. That hand needs to go to my wife for uh, dealing with me for 33 years this week. So. I thank the Lord for our time together. He just truly blessed us, and um, we're happy, I'll tell you that. Amen. And I'll say I appreciate Brother Matt this morning uh, for taking care of the service Amen. on Wednesday. We got to watch the service and stream it, and he did a wonderful job, and I Amen. appreciate it. And aren't you so glad that every little thing that we have need of, God provides? And we're just so thankful this morning. He is Jehovah Jireh, whatever we have need of. Let's sing this this morning. Uh, I believe it's in the key of peace. 
Well, I care not today what tomorrow may bring, if shadow or sunshine or rain. The Lord I know ruleth over everything, and all of my worry is vain. Oh, I'm living by thankful that you're living by faith this morning. Praise the Lord. I appreciate Brother Jonathan say he came expecting this morning. Did you come expecting? If you did, you'll receive this morning. And the way you're going to get blessed this morning is to be a blessing. 
is to just praise the Lord. When the blessings go up, we've always said that. I'm sorry, when the praises go up, the blessings always come down. Praise the Lord. Let's sing this. I believe it's this year. Well, I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way for the hand of God in all my life I see. And the reason of my bliss, yes, the secret all is this, that the comforter of me. Oh, he abides. Yes, he abides. Oh, hallelujah, he abides in me. That ought to make you happy this morning. Well, I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk away for the comforter of Once my heart was full of sin, and once I had no peace within, till I heard how Jesus died on the tree. Then I fell down at his feet, and there came a peace so sweet. Now the comforter, he We ought to be able to sing that with all of our hearts this morning. Oh, I'm so thankful that the Comforter abides in me. If he don't, we need to have an experience with the Lord this morning. I'm just thankful that I've been changed. I hadn't sung this song in a long time. We're going to try it this morning. See if it works. Well, I've been to the river. I've been baptized. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. From this creature that I once was and redeemed is now my name. Oh, I've been changed. I am newborn now. All of my life has been rearranged. Oh, what a difference it made. 
sins were as scarlet, they're white as snow. I was bound, but today I am free. And I was lost in the darkness, but now I'm bound. And I was blind, but now thank God I see. Oh, I've been changed, and I am newborn now. All of my life has been. In his presence I stand above. He will wipe every tear from my And I'll thank him for giving a wretch like me a new home beyond the skies. Well, I've been changed. I am new. All of my life has been rearranged. Oh, and what a difference it made when the Lord came to stay in my heart. Oh, yes, I've been changed. Oh, in my heart. Oh, yes, I've been changed. Aren't you glad to know that your Redeemer lives? So let all creation testify this morning. You can have your seats. We'll have our brothers come this morning to receive 
the morning offering you just give unto the Lord. I know he'll bless you today. <clears throat> and today we're officially celebrating our pastor's wife's birthday, Sister Deanna. And we're just looking for a good time after the service today. We're going to go down and have some good fellowship and some good food. I think some of these sisters even made some desserts that might get you all excited this morning, if nothing else will. So, uh, Also, we wanted to announce we're going to uh, have a bridal shower for uh, Kayla and Abraham. That's going to be coming up on Sunday, May the 1st at 6 o'clock here in the Fellowship Hall. So remember that this morning. <clears throat> Let's sing one more chorus, and I've asked Sister Carol to sing for us today. She wants to be getting ready. Amen. Amen. Oh, God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. And to be so happy this morning, just to be in his presence, it's a wonderful thing this morning, amen. Sister Carol, come ahead this morning, if you would, sing for us today.
That's the truth this morning. Thank you, Sister Carol. You did a wonderful job. I've probably said it before, but I didn't know that song had verses. I've known the course forever. But if I did say that, forgive me, because I've had a birthday, you understand. So, uh, also, uh, Brother Abraham and myself were talking this morning. Uh, just, just something to ponder for the young people, okay? Um, we are missing drums this morning. Did you recognize that? I certainly did. Uh, no, but our, our, our son's traveling this morning. We just pray the Lord will be with him. But there's times like this when we need help. And so Brother Abraham has already committed, and I'm sure Brother Cameron will, and Sister Brenda and Sister Wanda, but just keep it in your mind. It's not in law yet, but I almost speak to the pastor about it as well. But for you young people that would like to learn how to play an instrument, the musicians are willing to help you this morning, and they will work with you. And uh, we'll teach you. And who to teach you any better than these guys right here? Yeah. We've been working together now uh, for, I don't know, 15 years, 18, I don't know, a long time. And as far as I know, there has never been something come up between us where one was trying to outdo the other or there was bad feelings or whatever. And that's why God blesses it. And let me tell you that this morning. That's why God blesses it. And I think they are the finest musicians on the planet. I would rather hear them than to hear anybody this morning. They're just they're so outstanding. And uh, Carrie was bragging the other day. She said, I'm so glad we have podcasts. You can listen to the music now. And I was like, well, I am too. You don't have to listen to everything else out there, but you can listen to this this morning. This is anointed playing, and we appreciate it. But just, just keep that on your mind. If you're, if you're young and you say, I'd want to do something for the Lord, and I'd love to play this or I'd love to play that, just kind of pray about it and say, Lord, I want to do this. For, I want to do this for you. And just see if God don't work it out. I believe he will. He's already working, I believe. So 
just we, we want to do that and if the lord willing we'll, we'll speak to the pastor just to make sure i'm sure he won't have any problems with it but i know there's talent sitting here you know um i when i was at home at my dad's church i was i was sit all the time i, I always used to run the sound like brother sam i didn't do quite the job he did but i ran the soundboard but i was still in my heart i had a longing i said lord i want to do something for you so bad and I never knew what it was. And one night a minister came through and he said, there is a calling on your life. And he said, God's got something for you to do. And I'm not calling you to do anything, but I'm telling you, God's got something for you to do. And in just a few years, he worked it all out and he put me where he wanted me. And I'm so thankful. You can't tell me I'm not where God wants me. I know I am without a shadow of a doubt because I had nothing to do with it. Not one thing. God did everything. Everything. I never said I want to sing, I want to do this. God did it. Amen. He put me right where he wants me, and I'm just so thankful. And I, I say, Lord, why did you do that? I, my life was a wreck. I was a wreck when I was a young person. I was a devil on wheels and devil and this, that, and the other. But God still, he had a purpose for me. And I'm just so thankful. So young people, don't give up. God's got something for you as well. It may not be playing music. It may not be in whatever. If you're to sit there and clap your hands and, and bring worship in the house of God, then that's what God wants you to do. You just pray, God, do something with me in my life. Please, Lord, do something for me. And I believe he'll work it out for you. And uh, another thing, I'm sorry, I don't mean to speak this morning. And I normally can't do it, but today it's just, you know, coming out. Uh, but sometimes when we get a little talent or a little gift or we get a good job and we start making good money and we start doing this then we feel like you know we're up here now but God you could do nothing let me tell you that right now you can do nothing without God and without his help we're all just a wreck and I'll guarantee you, if you try to go outside of God you'll have a train wreck whatever it was that you got started it may go for a while and you may think you're building bigger barns and you might be just like the rich young ruler was he's building bigger barns but in the end what was he doing he's crying out I, I, Lord, please save me, but it's too late then. But without him, we can do nothing. And that's what I want to sing this morning as we invite our pastor to come. Let's stand together. I'll shut up. <clears throat> Forgive me. Oh, take these hands and lift them up for I to praise you near enough. See, I have nothing. No, I have nothing without you. Sing this like you really meant. Oh, and take my voice and pour it. So oh. 
So take my body and build it up. May it be broken as an offering of love. For I have nothing, no. Sing that chorus with me. All my soul needs. Oh, and all my soul needs your love to cover me. So to be in the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. So good to be in the presence of the king and his children. In all the places that I've been, there's just no place like being in an atmosphere where God's presence abides. There's such an awe, there's such a feelings. And perhaps you've been in the presence of many great people. But there's no people as great as the bride of Christ. You feel comfortable. You feel loved. You feel an atmosphere to just somehow just give you consolation, solace, love, and care to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the musicians will, I mean, the uh, trustees will come this morning talking about music this morning. That was really good. I appreciate that sermon. It's good. We need it. We need it so much. Amen. As the trustees come, you give to the Lord. Let's sing this song together. In prisoners' chains with bleeding stripes. Both Paul and Silas prayed that night, and in their pain began to see their chains were Somebody bless him with me. Oh, I bless your name. I bless your name. I give you honor. I give you honor. I give you praise. I give you
King of kings and Lord of lords, and he desires every worship, every praise that is due to his matchless name uh, this morning. I'm going to preach a sermon today, but uh, I can't preach it by myself, you understand. I'm going to need for you to participate with me today. There's going to be times where you're going to have to answer some questions. You're going to have to talk to your neighbor next to you. So we're going to go out and practice right now. Look around you. Size up your neighbor. Because you're going to talk to me this morning. Praise God. I can't preach this morning unless you talk to me. Back in the 80s, we used to have a little slang on the street. Talk to me. Talk to me, brother. Everybody say, talk to me. All right, so you're going to have to talk to me this morning. We're going to have a good time in the presence of the Lord. At the count of three, I want you to scream out a huge, big amen. Can you do that for me? Make sure you have the recording on because this is for a brother Ben Norrod. One, two, three. Amen. We got it now, brother Ben. Hallelujah. We're going to back him up. When you don't say amen, we're going to play the state for him when he preaches. Is that all right with everybody? Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to exercise your lungs and come into the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Certainly appreciate our musicians this morning. And if you really truly feel a desire in your heart to want to play an instrument, the drums or the bass or any of these instruments, certainly be um, a good good thing for the kingdom of the Lord and be a good cause. So be sure these young men, you, you, you need to get started. You need to get going. You understand. You know, Brother Kobe didn't become the, the drummer and, and Brother Cameron, the, 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 um, the bass, lead bass, and Brother Abraham, all the, uh, the musicians that, that they are, they did not become this overnight. It took practice. It took Somebody bearing with them and just, you know, just giving them a chance. So we certainly want to do that in this church. That's what it's all about. It's giving everyone a chance, an opportunity to do something for God. Because at the end of the day, it's only what you've done for Christ will last. Everything else is just going to be assessed to be able to pull some kind of a character building out of your life. But the ultimate is what you've done for Christ. Everything else you're doing is character building. It's building character in you. But that one thing that you do for God, he certainly appreciates that. In the book of Acts chapter 28 and verses uh, 1, I want to read a portion of scripture there for you today. Good to have all of you in the house of the Lord. Paul in verse in chapter 27, uh, Paul is sent to Rome. You know what happened there was a storm. There was a shipwreck. Uh, many of the people, uh, at, 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 uh, lives were in jeopardy. And the angel of the Lord came to uh, Paul and said that the angel of the Lord came and said, Not one 
person in this wreckage is going to be lost. Our lives will be saved. We notice coming down to the last, the latter verses of verses 27, the Bible said that the ship got stuck in a little creek and the ship broke and uh, into many pieces and there were those that got onto boards and whatever they can find to make it the shore. They grab a hold of whatever uh, substance that was there. But at the end, all lives were saved. The scripture says they grabbed little broken pieces of boards and all these sort of things. And friends, I'm working a point this morning. God has called you and is set a stamp upon your life and you are headed for your destiny today. And it does not matter what comes or go or what has happened in between your journey to your prophecy. I want you to know you may be coming in on broken boards and pieces and wounded, but the Word of God says that you will arrive in Jesus' name. I'm speaking to some people this morning who has had some broken things in their lives. They've had some broken things that has happened in their childhood, in their marriage, in their Christian walk. But you're coming in in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, it might be a, bit, a little broken uh, uh, condition or a broken thing that happened. But God says you will be saved in the end. You see all these things happen and then they arrived in verses 28. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. For they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened to his hand. And when the Barbadians saw that the venomous beast hang on the hand, they said amongst themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. You know, when you're going through some stuff, you know, people like to label you. When you're going through some tough times, people want to put a label on you. They want to suddenly give you a name and identify the reason why you are in jeopardy or the reason why you're struggling with certain things. And these Barbadians, when they saw uh, Paul, this uh, viper grab a hold of his hand, latched onto his hand, they said, you know what? There's something about this man. There's something. And, you know, we always seem to pick out the worst about somebody that's got snake bitten. Come on, church. When a viper attacks us, that's the first thing we go towards is, you know what? They must have done this. They must have been murderers. They must have been uh, did something against God. It doesn't always have to be that way. 
But you see, the Barbados people realized because they had a violent background as it is, so they spoke because of their backgrounds. Oh, God, help us this morning. I want you to watch this now. And when the Barbados people saw the venomous uh, beast hang uh, on his, his hand, they said amongst themselves, no doubt this man is a murderer. Whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and left, felt no harm. Praise God. He shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen are falling down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. Come on, help me preach. Them devils that's standing by that's got labels upon you. Those that have ridiculed you, that devil has tempted you, that spirit that seems to haunt your life is going to turn around and say, you know what? He is God. She is God. That same friends that you can't overcome, you are going to overcome it in Jesus' name. That power that needs to be broken will be broken by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the devil will have to say, you are God's. You believe it today? Hallelujah. The devil will have to say, you are God's. You see, first they said that this man must be a murderer. Now they're saying that he's a God. The same folks that wished you bad, the same folks that laughed at you, the same folks that relicued you, the same folks that caused you heartaches are the same folks that will have to testify that you are God's. Do you believe it? Do you believe it this morning? Hallelujah. I don't know what you came to do, but I came here to preach in this house. And I feel such an anointing upon me. Amen. The devils are going to have to run out of this place. You believe it? I don't care what it is that's tormenting you. I don't care what it is that's harassing you. I don't care what it is that's molesting you. I come with a message to tell you that God is in the camp. And if God be for us, who can be against us? You believe it? You love the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your amazing grace today. We love you so much and we thank you for this lovely group of people that you have given me to speak to today. I pray, God, you'll take my voice, take the gift you've placed in my life, anoint my mind and spirits. Give me, Lord, a vocabulary to speak that, oh God, that will go deep into the hearts of the people. We love you so much, Lord. As Peter says, let him that speak, speak as an oracle of God. Let me speak as an oracle, Lord. Let me speak a heavenly language and translate it, dear God, into an earthly language, I pray. In Jesus' name, and the church says.
Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Don't get, don't get too comfortable because some of you are just going to be ejected out of your seat by the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. You believe it? I want you to be right at the edge of your seat because the Holy Spirit is going to make sure that somebody stand up in this church and give them some praise. You believe it? How many believes that? Uh, you know, I, I, I want to draw a text this morning, but before I announce my text, you know, today, when you look back in your life, you can testify that there is something that is different about you. You're here today, you have the same temptations as the people of the world. You fight the same battles that they fight. Sometimes you stumble. Other times it's just flat out iniquities. Sometimes it's just purposeful. But at the end of the day, there is just something that is different about your life. You see, you're not just yourself. You're not, you're not just the, the ordinary per person that's out there in the world. You understand that the Israelites was a, a special people. There were many nations that was in the world, but there was something special about the Israelites that God loved. God had selected them. God had placed his care upon their life. There was something different about the Israelites. And God chose them. God favored them. God blessed them. And even though they had their ups and their downs and their backslidings and their rebellions and their disappointments and their uh, 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 disobedience, God still loved Israel. Something about the Israelites that God seemed to really be connected to. And of all the millions of people in this world and of all the churches, I'm here to say that you as the bride of Christ fits that category this morning. There's something about you that is different, that is special, that is favored of God. You're not different than the people of the world. You have the same struggle. You have the same uh, trials. As a matter of fact, as I'm preaching this morning, many of you are still struggling. You're still pressing. You're still trying to overcome some stuff in your life. But nonetheless, it does not make you any less of what God says you are this morning. You are the chosen elected of God before the foundation of the world. And I've come with a message to let you know there's a special anointing that is upon your life that the world cannot match. Something about you, when you walk into the room, it commands the atmosphere. There's such an eminence of your presence that brings every demonic power under your control. Yet you struggle with temptations. 
Yet you struggle with some addictions. Yet you struggle with some of these things that you're trying to overcome. But yet there is such an anointing that is upon your life. Hallelujah. I'm here to encourage you this morning to let you know that God has stamped you and your son and a daughter of God. And it makes no difference what the devil is doing this morning. You may have been struck by a viper, but I'm here to say you will not die. You will not die. Hallelujah. God will not let you come at the end right now just to shame him or to die in disgrace. You're rising up in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't care what the addiction is, what the weakness is, what the problem is. You are anointed. Let me speak to you. You wonder why. You wonder why. You wonder why me, Lord. You wonder why all these things happen. You wonder why you can't just quit and just walk away. Even though you're wrestling in your mind, you're struggling with some addictions. There are some things there that you know that has been there and it's haunting your life. But yet behind all of that, there is a greater influence of the Holy Spirit. There is a greater presence of God behind all of it. And you know that when you are by yourselves, or what a trial that you are going through, that you are not alone. There's somebody else there that's beside you. Hallelujah. Even when you're discouraged or despondent or depressed or pulled into a shell, there's somebody else there. You have to testify about it. You know why? Because you are the true anointed ones. Because you are the true anointed ones. We hear so much about false anointed ones at the end time. Every time we talk about anointing, Brother Greg, all we think about is false anointed ones. But what about the true anointed ones? What about the ones I'm preaching to this morning? People of God that will rule this earth, that will take control as amateur gods in this age. You are the cream of the crop. You are the bride of Christ. You are the chosen generation. You are the one that will rise up at the end time. Hallelujah. And bring about a rapture. You love it. I love it. Anointed ones. And the message Messiah. If Messiah means anointed one. And you're anointed. Then what are you? That's exactly right. A Messiah. A Messiah. You are a God in an earthen body. Even though temptations are there, addictions are there, all the struggles are there, you are a God inside of your bodies. There you are, Messiah. Messiah, little Messiah, little anointed ones. Anointed off of what? The main one. Anointed off of the great one. 
So when he comes upon his church in the last days, what will it be? A pulled out group of people anointed with the Spirit of God. There will be what? Messiahs. See, they'll be anointed once. God never mentioned anything about your struggles and your weakness and your complexes and your insecurities and your despondencies and all the toxic things in your life. God says you're anointed once. Hallelujah. You believe it this morning? Hallelujah. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega. I will have an Omega bride in the last day. If there's an Alpha bride, there's an Omega bride. You believe it? Amen. God wants eagles. He wants messiahs. He wants men and women who have signs and wonders. Anointed ones. Anointed ones. Why do people hate you? Because you're anointed. Why does the devil attack you? Because you're anointed. While you're going through trials and trials, because you're anointed. Hallelujah. You think the devil is dumb? Absolutely not. You know why Satan is so after you? You know why he's trying to hold you under that thing, that struggle, that trial, that thing that brings condemnation? Because you are a threat to him. Because you are anointed. It's not because you're weak. It's not because you can't overcome. It's because that you are anointed. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My, it seems like, man, I'm struggling so much. I got so many, I've been trying so hard, and it seems like I'm just failing. It seems like I'm just, you know, I can't seem to overcome. I can't seem to get right in my spirit. I can't seem to be where I need to be. God says, you are anointed. And the anointing is like a magnet. It attracts. It attracts. Demonic spirits are attracted to your anointing. You realize that? My, I love that. God wants eagle. He wants Messiahs. He wants men and women who have signs and wonders and anointed ones. In preparation, in 1953, November 11th, Red Brown says, God done pour the Holy Ghost oil on you, you're anointed. Lord, I failed this week. Lord, I just had so much mess up in my mind this week. God done pour the anointed oil on you, and you are anointed. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Watch out, Satan. Praise God. You are anointed. When God pours his anointing upon an individual, it's for a lifetime. When God makes a connection with you, it's for a lifetime. When you have a God encounterance, it's for a lifetime. You're stamped and marked by the Holy Spirit. You believe it? God done pour the Holy Ghost on you. You're anointed. That's why people that's ever come into the atmosphere of this anointing are never the same. 
If they ever walk out from the anointing, you'll, you'll see they're trying to suffice it or try to equal it by drugs, by alcohol, by worldlyism, and they're never the same. Anybody that's ever walked away from the anointing, they're not the same. They'll tell you they're okay, but they're not. Because there's such an anointing that engulfs their lives. The liquor don't taste like the other guys taste it. The drugs don't taste like the other guys does. The internet's trash don't look the same as the other guys does. You see, God says there's something different about you. You believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know why I struggle so much with depression, Brother Gregory? Because I'm anointed. You know why I struggle with certain things in my mind? Because I'm anointed. You know why I'm still trying to overcome some stuff? Because I'm anointed. You know why the devil attacked my body with ailments? Because I'm anointed. Tell somebody beside you, I'm anointed. You believe it? Hallelujah. You anointed? Well, I saw this the other day, and I saw that the other day. Yeah, a viper struck you, but you're not going to die. A viper struck you, but you're not going to die. Amen. Some trial hits you, but you're not going to die. This trial can't sink you. This trial can't destroy you. None of it can destroy you. You believe it cannot preach. Hallelujah. You see, given a thought, it seems like your whole life is one battle after the, the other. One trial on top of another. And I want the devil to know that's because I'm anointed. And many of you have been going through some deep, dark trials. Some of you are in the fire right now. And the truth is, it's not just the normal everyday trial. I'm talking about some stuff that doesn't even make sense. But God says, because you're anointed, it's why you're going through it. That's right, you believe it. You've been hit in ways you never expected. It's because you've got something that a lot of professed Christians don't have this morning. A lot of churches don't have. It's because that you're anointed this morning. Hallelujah. You don't understand this. Why I can't overcome. Why I can't do this. Why can't I just live in victory? I got a message for you. You are living in victory. You are living in victory. Oh, but I'm still having overcoming. You are victorious. The reason why you're going through it is because you are the true anointed ones. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to mess the devil's, amen, little accusations up this morning. You believe it? In our text, Paul is being transported by ship to Rome to stand before Caesar for the testimony of his faith. In chapter 27, Paul warns of calamities. Calamities. 
He knew that there were some things that were going to happen. However, God sent an angel to Paul with a message. In Acts 27 and 24, this is the very roots. This is the infrastructure. This is the foundation of my message right here. Verses 24 of chapter 27, the Bible says, God has given you all them which sail with thee. You believe it? God has given you, Joseph Hammond, everybody that's sailing with him. You saw what just happened. There was a shipwreck. There was problems. There was heartaches. There was hardship. But God says, I have given you everything and everybody that's sailing with you. I want to praise God for this. This tells me there is safety where the anointing is. Everyone who sailed with Paul, their lives were saved. And in the midst of hard trials and calamities, they had the victory because they stayed with the true anointing. You believe it? They stayed with the true anointing. They did not jump ship. They did not jump on another destiny. They stay on course. The message I have for you today is stay on course. Stay on the ship that God has placed you in. You believe it? Hallelujah. They stay with the true anointing. You see, if your pastor is anointed, you better stay with the anointing. In a message, hearing him, Brett Bram said, but listen to your pastor. A good God call, God, a good God sent man, a teacher that will send and tell you just exactly what to do because in himself is anointed with the Holy Ghost. Because himself is anointed with the Holy Ghost. You see, there are so many voices that distract you from the true anointing. I don't care how good it looks or how good it sounds, how popular it is, who they are. The one question you better ask yourself is, where is the anointing? Is the anointing in us? Are they anointed? Is that what I'm talking about this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. Are they anointed? Because it's the anointing that will take you through. Listen, there was not a man on that ship that lost their life until they stay with the anointing. Praise the Lord Jesus. He said, I don't know what happened after they left their, the ship. Amen. But as long as they were on the ship and the anointing was there, every lives were saved. You believe it? You see, I've told you before, and you have witnessed, amen, this in the church. I'm an anointed junkie. 
And I don't care what happened. Amen. I can't preach without the anointing. Unless the anointing is there. Amen. I can't preach. I can't pray. I can't live. There has to be an anointing. You believe it? You love the Lord this morning. You appreciate it. So if the anointing is not in the company, stay away from it. You better stay with the anointing. You see, the fact is, when you're going through hell on earth and the devil's trying to kill you and your family, it's something called the true anointing that you need. You believe it? When the devil is set up to shipwreck your life, to destroy everything about you, it's something called the anointing that you need. Can you imagine going to a church where there's no anointing? Can you imagine coming into the presence of God and there's no anointing? But God is saying, it's the thing that holds us. It's the thing that keeps us. It's the presence of God that enshrouds us. It's the presence of God that emanates from us. I told my wife this morning, when I walk into a place, it is not my words that dominates the atmosphere. It is my eminence. It is something that emanates from me. It's something that comes out of my life. That people begin to witness there's something different about you. It's not by saying I believe the message or that I'm a Christian. It's not any of that. It's my eminence. Something that just arrests the atmosphere. You believe it? How many of you know that you messed up many a times? And you have come short many a times. Yet you come into a company of people and suddenly they begin to brag about your life. Man, you, you're, 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 just a, you're just a very image of a Christian. You, you, you women are just really godly people. And you're just, you're such an example of a Christian. And the whole time you're sitting there thinking about that one thing. And God is saying, because you are anointed. You believe it? Hallelujah. And you leave there feeling like the biggest hypocrite there is. And God says, have you not get it yet? You're different and you are the true anointed. Hallelujah. You make the biggest blunder and the biggest mistakes in your lives. And suddenly people call you up on the phone and says, Hey, Greg, I just want to ask you something. Can you just please pray for me? Can you have Brother Joseph at the church up there to pray for my mama and pray for this need and pray for that and pray for the other? Come on, church. That's the truth. And sometimes it's in that time of your life where you're struggling the worst. And God says, it's because you are the true anointed ones. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. Amen. God is good to us, isn't he? You believe it? Have you witnessed that? Have you ever witnessed that? 
Hallelujah. And the devil comes around and says, you hypocrite. You're going to really pray. You know you just messed up. You know you just had the biggest temptation there was in the internet. You know you've been in some chat rooms you should have never been into. You've been looking at some stuff you should have looked at. And God says, because you are anointed. You believe it? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. Oh, there's just something special about this anointing this morning. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. You see, the fact is, when you're going through hell on earth and the devil's trying to kill you and your family, there's something called the true anointing that you need. Paul was not just a man. He was a man anointed with the Holy Ghost and power. You believe it? Oh, there's three evident proof in the ministry of a true anointed pastor. There's something about his life that is, uh, it carries an eminence of God. The man isn't God. The man isn't some super duper person. The man fights the same battle that you fight and have the same temptations that you have. But there's something about his life. There's an authority that goes behind that office of a true God-called pastor that the devil is afraid of. You realize that? I can prove to you I know pastors, truly anointed pastors, who have uh, fallen in grace, in adultery. But even in that fallen state, there was such an anointing upon their lives. That they will lay hands upon the sick and God will heal it. They will cast out devils when they themselves was possessed. You know why? There was an authority and power of God behind their lives. You believe that? There's three evident proof in a ministry of a true uh, anointed pastor. First of all, he's absolutely true to the word. He never deviates from it, no matter what the cost. Praise God. Secondly, his ministry will be in the power of the Spirit in demonstration of the spoken and written word, meaning healings, miracles, restoration will accompany his ministry. Praise God. First, he's true to the word. Secondly, there'll be signs and wonders and miracles that will follow his ministry. Thirdly, he has the evident proof of his God-given ministry. Many souls will be converted, fed, and cared for under that ministry. He's true to the word. He has power over devils. And there's evident proofs in his ministry of souls for God. And if those three qualifications is not there in the life of a man that calls himself a pastor, he needs to shut the door. Amen? He needs to shut the door. You need to stay with the anointing is what I'm saying. Not me. You need to stay with the anointing. Not this man. The anointing is what you're following. You're not following a man. You're following the anointing. And the anointing is the Holy Spirit in this age. You believe it? 
Stand with the anointing. Your victory, your healing, your miracle, your deliverance, your destiny is with the anointing. You believe it? He's true to the word. Signs and wonders follows his ministry. Healing is yours. Miracles is yours. Deliverance is yours. Your destiny is yours. You believe that? Oh, I just love it so much. Thank God. Amen for his amazing grace. It is impossible to overestimate the importance of the anointing of, uh, of your life this morning. Hallelujah. It really is. It's very difficult to overestimate the importance and power of the anointing on your life. Hallelujah. My God, there's so much power that's inside of you. There's so much anointing that's inside of you. There's such a presence of God that surrounds you. And when you're feeling like God has left you, tell the devil, it's because I'm anointed. That's why you're lying to me. You believe it? You know, somebody asked Brother Branham a question in questions and answers. And he said, the way to answer the devil is take the very versa of what he's telling you. Take the very versa of what he's telling you. So if he's telling you you're messed up, that's a good sign. You're anointed. If he's telling you you're not going to make it, that this problem is going to capsize you, it's a sign you have the victory in Jesus' name. You believe it? I'm shifting gears now. I want to place every individual in the center of the true anointing. You believe that? You see, your business is blessed. Your family, your church, you're blessed because of you. Because you are under a true anointing. Some of you, you don't have to tell me you've had havoc this week. All kinds of things went wrong. Everybody began to uh, break down your necks. Everything was going south. Everything seems like it's going to collapse and fall in. Tell the devil, because I'm anointed. You believe it? Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't have to check Facebook page, amen, to know what you're going through. I've got a radar detector, amen, that picks up all your needs and directs it straight to my soul what to preach in this church. You believe it? Hallelujah, church. Amen. God still got a Facebook, and that's his pastor. He knows what to publish to you today. You believe it? Amen. Because of the anointing on your life, all your family is going to be preserved and their lives saved. All your families, let me say it again, all of your family is going to be preserved and their souls safe. Satan is not going to succeed. His plans are going to fail. You believe it? Every one of his plans is going to fail against your family. I want you to notice in our text, we see the Apostle Paul had just arrived. He had just survived a shipwreck. 
he's beaten, bitten right now. As we see it, he's bitten by a snake, a deadly viper. Watch this. Watch this. Amen. He survived the shipwreck. Praise God. Because why? He was anointed. Amen. Now he is bitten by a snake, a deadly viper. Why? Because he was a true anointed one. Everyone on the island knows that this means immediate death. I want to stop right here and tell you, friends. I want to tell you this morning. There are some people around you that know you're going through something. And they know the devil has attacked you. And right now, they're forecasting your deaths. They're forecasting your failures. They're forecasting your backsliding. And they're standing there saying, you're not going to make it. But I got a message to tell you. All that is happening because you're the true anointed ones. They know that your faith has come under a furious assault. Your faith is going into the fire, church. Some people are taking pleasure in your pain. But I got a message to tell you. Your pain means you're anointed. You believe it? Hallelujah. I believe it. I don't need to ask you. Amen. Raise your hand. You've been suffering from pain. If it's not physical pain, it's mental pain. It's eternal pain. It's all kinds of pains. Everybody say pains. We know what pain is. It's that thing inside that just makes us restless. Makes us just uncomfortable. Makes us a place to where we can't seem to break out of it. Right now the devil is anointing some people. Hallelujah. Amen. Are anointing their minds. And if they don't listen up, amen, something bad is going to happen. Because I'll tell you, there's an anointing right now to break some yokes. To destroy some yokes in this church. You better listen to the anointing. Because the anointing is sent for your deliverance. You hear what I'm saying? Some of you are going to end up in adultery, sleeping in a bed with another man or another woman if you don't listen to me. I'm telling you, the anointing is on me right now to warn you in the name of Jesus Christ. You better listen to the anointing. Hallelujah. The devil's after you. Are you with me? Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. I'm dealing with a tough demon this morning. It's an adulterous spirit. It's trying to take down somebody's marriage. It's trying to get somebody in the bed with somebody else. You better get out of it. In the name of Jesus, the anointing is here. The destroy that yoke. You believe it? Hallelujah. Amen. Your faith is going into the fire. Some people are taking pleasure in your pain right now. They want to see your dreams, your miracles, your healings, and your purpose fail this morning. There's some critical people around you, and they're enjoying your pain. They're glad you got bits. That's right. They're happy that this viper struck you. They're happy that you're going through hell on earth. 
They're happy that you're battling with some sexual temptations. But I've come with a message that tells you it's because you're anointed. You believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bear with me. Let me deal with this devil really good. Amen. You believe it? Amen. You believe it? A true gospel preacher will find that devil and crucify him. There's a snake in the church, and I'm coming after it. You believe it? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. I love him this morning. I love him this morning. You appreciate it. You appreciate it. Oh, that makes me a bad person. No, it doesn't make you a bad person. It means that you're anointed. It means that you're anointed. You're, and your devil's been after you with this sexual spirit for a long time. But I got a message. That's not the end of you. It's because you're anointed. You believe it? Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to give you hope this morning. I'm going to give you some hope this morning. I believe God is in this church. I believe God wants to give you some deliverance. I, want, I believe God wants to set some of you free today. God wants to get you back in a place where you need to be by the anointing. You believe it? You see, others have no sympathy and compassion for what you're going through. But I want you to take a look around the church today. People are hurting and suffering. Look around. It's all right. Let me fix my mic while you're doing that. Amen. We got this new mic and this thing. The devil is just using it. Amen. Aggravating you this morning. Amen. Look around, somebody. There's some hurting people. Pardon me. There's some hurting people. Don't give me some goody two shoes. How holy you are and how righteous you are. I'm right where you live this morning. And you know it. The anointing is where you're at. You believe it? Amen. Look around. You see some hurting, suffering people. You know why? Because they are anointed. Hallelujah. I'm struggling with this temptation. I'm struggling with this habit. I can't get rid of these pills. Amen. The spirit of narcotics is upon me. This devil of rebellion is against me. This spirit of theft is upon my life. This demon of addiction is trying to hold me back because you are anointed. You love him. Some of you are suffering from mental attacks where there is constant battles in your minds of the what-ifs. I'm going to break that what-ifs anointing. I'm going to destroy that what-ifs anointing. I've got a word from God this morning that will destroy all the what-ifs. You know what I'm talking about? What if? What if? What if? God wants to shatter that thought of what-ifs in your minds this morning. You see, Satan is using some so-called friends and family to say that they knew that you're not going to make it. Have you heard that? They knew you're not going to make it. They know you're going to mess up. They were waiting all the time to see you fall. 
but what they fail to see, there's a power behind you. There's an anointing behind you. And when you fall, God will catch you. You believe it? That your marriage would last. That your children were going to end up out of church on drugs in prison. They're backslidden and too far gone. The devil wants you to believe that. Hallelujah. Tell the devil because they're anointed. Um, amen. Because they're anointed, that's why. That's why. That's why they're backslid. Because they were anointed. That's why they got on dope. Because they were anointed. That's because they, they went in the world and did some things. Because they're anointed. You ask them, interview them, and ask them if they're happy. You know what the answer is? They're, they're honest with themselves. I'm miserable. Dope didn't satisfy me. Women didn't satisfy me. Amen. Nothing satisfied me. Only God can satisfy me. You believe it? They'll tell you they're not happy. How can they be happy when there's anointing there? That holds them. Hallelujah. You parents are swearing about your children. They put on the bluff, put on the front, trying to tell you, oh, praise the Lord. They even sing some nice religious song when you're around them to think, make you think that they're okay. You know it's a big cover-up. Hello, church. They'll say a prayer or two, make, make, make you feel they're still spiritual, that they're all right. You know what it is? They're living on a condemnation. That's because they're anointed. They know there's something different about themselves. These people watched Paul expecting him to die, but he disappointed them. He didn't die. He disappointed, amen, everybody that was accusing him. You believe it? Can I just prophesy right now? You're getting ready to disappoint some folks. You're getting ready to disappoint, amen, the onlookers who said your marriage was finished, your children was messed up, your husband is lost, your health is gone, your finances is wrecked. You're going to disappoint some folks. Let's have church. Let's have church. You believe it. Amen, you believe it. Let's have church. There's some people that's already had you dead. They prophesied your deaths. But because of the anointing that you're under, God has said to me, Joseph, I've given you all them which sail with you. Hallelujah. No family member is going to be lost. No sickness is going to cripple you. No incurable diseases is going to hinder your faith. Amen. The devil is defeated. Because God said to me, I've given you all them that sail with you. You believe it? This trial can't destroy you. You know why? Because you are the true anointed one. Can you say amen? You see, Satan meant this storm to kill you, to expire you. To out you. Amen. To put you out. To kill your testimony. To take your position away. To tell you you're not worthy enough. 
to tell you that you're not going to make it. You're not worthy enough to serve in the church. You shouldn't be working for God when you've got these habits on your lives. Satan meant to expire you. But I've come with a message to tell you that God is here to destroy the enemy. Praise the Lord. Praise God. The Bible said all of sin and come short of the glory of God. This is an everyday occurrence. That's why His mercies has to be new every watch, every morning. His mercies has to be new every morning. You believe it? Hallelujah. Because God knows that you're a rotten sinner and deserve to go to hell. But there's an anointing inside of you that's been chosen by God. You believe it? You believe it? Satan meant to, uh, this storm to kill you, to expire you. I want you to tell somebody next to you, there's no expiration date on my anointing. Go ahead and do it. There's no expiration date on my anointing. Notify the devil again. There's no expiration date on my anointing. You can't kill me, Satan. You can't expire, you can't expire me, Satan. Tell the devil out loud, I'm more anointed now than ever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because you're anointed. Because you're anointed. You love him this morning. Because you're anointed. I'm more anointed now more than ever. I'm going through hell, but I'm anointed. I'm going through some trials, but I'm anointed. This snake, this viper, this trial, this struggle, and this discouragement meant to destroy my fate. But I beat that devil. I beat that devil. You believe it? Come on, somebody. Shout it out loud. I beat that devil. I beat that devil. It meant to expire me. It meant to put me under. It meant to shame me. But I beat that devil. You believe it? Amen. Satan is no, he, he, he doesn't play around, you know. Amen. When he comes after you, it's not some kind of a game he's playing. He's out to destroy you. He's out to put you out. He's out to silence you. You believe it? Shout it out loud again. I beat that devil. You believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan don't know what to do with me. Amen. When you wake up in the morning, oh my goodness, here she goes again. Here he goes again. Amen. Let's just put a little sleep over them. Turn the alarm clock. Let them oversleep so we can play a little bit more. Devils tremble when your foot touched the ground. Even in your weakest moment and your hardest trials, you are a set to hell. You believe it? In a message, then Jesus came, 1957, March the 2nd. The devil is defeated and every act that he performs... His dark kingdom, his domain, has no power. He's nothing but blood. 
Give the Lord a good clap offering. You see, this, this viper has attached itself to you, meaning to destroy your purpose and your hope. That's right. Amen. And he's pumping poison into your hands. He's pumping poison into your minds, hoping that you will be his victim. Praise God. Hallelujah. That thing that you're trying to overcome. Amen. It's a viper. Amen. He's pumping all this venom and stuff into you. He's trying to poison your mind. Poison your faith. Poison your hope. Poison your purpose. Poison your healing. He's pumping poison into you. Sickness this morning has attached itself to you. Maybe debts has attached itself to you this morning. Family problems, marital problems have attached themselves to you. But I say fear itself has attached itself to you. What is it trying to do? What was this viper, brother, uh, brother Ben, what was he trying to do? He was trying to latch on to Paul while he poisoned everything about him that was God. He's trying to tell you nobody cares. Nobody loves you. You're going to die in your sickness. You're going to die in your finances. You're going to die in your temptation. This devil's going to kill you. He's, he's pumping all this poisonous stuff into your mind. Trying to kill you. Trying to kill your marriage. Trying to kill your ministry. Trying to kill your anointing. Kill your faith. Kill your peace. Kill your joy. Trying to kill your dreams. Shout it out loud again. But I'm still here. I beat the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm still here. I beat the devil. You didn't die. You're still here. That problem didn't kill you. You're still here. That sickness didn't destroy you. You beat the devil. That discouragement didn't kill you. You're still here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all right, devil. I can still fix this. I can preach. It's all right. Amen. All is well in Jesus' name. Amen. The devil can't defeat us. You see, from the look of things, circumstances and conditions are against you. But that snake bites can't kill you. Tell somebody, I got bits, but I can't die. Come on, shout it out. I got bits, but I can't die. Stand on your feet. Tell the devil, I got bits, but I can't die. The snake bit you, but it ain't going to kill you. That temptation bit you, but you're not going to die. The spirit around you can't kill you. I got bit, but I can't die. Hallelujah. Amen. You can't die. You can't die. You can be seated. That's all right. Amen. Trial hit me. Disaster hit me. 
Sickness hit me, but I can't die. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Temptations got so strong, but it can't kill me. My struggles got so strong in my mind, but got news for that snake this morning. It can't kill me. You believe it. You believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe it. I'm not only going to survive. I'm coming out of this snake bite stronger, bolder, more anointed, and more of a threat than ever before to hell. I got bit because I'm anointed. And the anointing cancels out the poison. You believe it? I want you to look back what, where God brought you through. Amen. Can you look back for a moment? Can I preach this morning? Can I preach this morning? I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel the anointing in this church. God is encouraging you today. You see, he didn't bring you out of that to be destroyed by this. I want you to say it with me, that and this. Amen. He didn't bring me out of that to be destroyed by this. Now you know what that is. And you know what this is. So that cannot destroy me in this that I'm in. You believe it? Hallelujah. You believe it? You know what that is, don't you? You believe it? It's what you made it. It's what you made it. You see, you can sing this song. I never would have made it without you. I never would have made it. I never would have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I can see how you were there for me. When I look back over all you brought me through, I can see you were there. And the one I held on to, I never would have made it without you. You believe it? You believe it this morning? Somebody needs to give God some praise. Somebody need to give God some praise that you made it through that. That you made it through that. And this cannot destroy you. Somebody need to give God some praise. Lift your hands up to Jesus. That cannot destroy you. Neither can this destroy you. You believe it. You believe it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And whatever that is, God delivered you. God healed you. God brought you through. Let me see your hand if you have been bit before, but you're still here. You've been bit before, but you're still here. Get off your feet right now. Get off your feet right now. You've been bit, but you're still here. Tell the devil, I'm a witness. I've been bit, but I'm still here. 
I've been bit, but I'm still here. You believe it? You can be seated. Hallelujah. I love it this morning. I love it, Brother Matt. You see what you're doing to me this morning, son. Amen. Hallelujah. This message is just for me and Brother Matt. Amen. This is just for us. You know why? Because we are anointed. Because we are anointed. You believe it? Amen. You've been bit before, but you're still here. Now tell the person sitting next to you, you're going to make it. I know it's painful, but it's not final. I know it's painful, but it's not fatal. Go on, talk to me this morning. I know it's painful, but it's not fatal. You believe it? I know it hurts, but God heals. I know it hurts, but God will heal it. I know it looks bad, but God will turn it around. I know you're crying now, but joy cometh in the morning. All these things are happening because you are the true anointed ones. It's because you're anointed. It's because the hand of God is on your life. It's because you're anointed. It's because you're a threat to hell. It's because you won't compromise. You believe it? It's because you're lifting up a standard of holiness in the midst of a wicked and preserved generation. It's because every time the devil looks at you, he sees Jesus. It's because every time the devil looks at you, he sees Jesus. It's because every time the devil takes a step, the devil sees Jesus walking. You believe it? All these calamities and trials, you are anointed and the devil's afraid of what God is doing in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell the devil, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. True anointed once at the end time. You believe it? Satan hates you and the anointing uh, on your life because you are a target. Amen. You believe it? The devil hates you and the anointing on your life and that makes you a target. That's right. It makes you a target. But of all the people in the world, he just comes to you. And that's when you're by yourself. And the devil tells you nobody cares about you. Nobody knows what you're going through. You're the only one going through this. That's a big fat lie. Because God knows what you're going through. You know why the devil is after you? Because you are a target. Your life makes you a target. Was Joseph anointed? Absolutely. Was God with him? Absolutely. Was David anointed? Absolutely. Then why did they go through what they went through? Why did Joseph's brother try to kill him?
And why did Saul try to kill David repeatedly? Because they were true anointed ones. Hallelujah. Why you struggle with all those thoughts in your heads, young people? Why is the devil tempting some of you young women with lesbianism? Amen. Because you are anointed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, I'm not afraid of the enemy this morning. I'm going to call it for what it is. Why some of the young men struggling with homosexuality? Because the devil is trying to possess their minds. And because they are anointing. You see, the anointing in your life means that you are a target. You ought to be shouting right here. You ought to be shouting right here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, Brother Joseph, I can't, I, can't seem to, I can't seem to get over it. I can't seem to. I go right back to it. You pray for me, and I go right back into it. Don't you worry. You're going to go one last time to that place, and you're going to cut out the head of that Goliath and lift it up in total victory because you are anointed. You believe it? When the devil has singled you out, and all hell has broken loose against you. That means the devil has recognized your anointing. You believe it? Amen. You are now on his radar screen. And you are someone he's concerned about. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're somebody he's concerned about. You're somebody... Amen. He's trying to target. You make him uncomfortable. Come on, church. He wouldn't be worried about you if you weren't a true anointed one. He wouldn't be bothering you if you weren't a, tra a threat to him. You give him sleepless nights. Come on, church. Sleepless nights. What am I going to do with her? What am I going to do with him? What else am I going to have to do? Come on, church. Hallelujah. Some of you coming to me telling me you can't sleep at night. No, it's the devil who can't sleep at night. Because you make him, amen, nutless. You believe it? Miracles and signs and wonders are going to happen because you are the true anointed ones. Look at somebody. And tell them, I'm anointed. Why has the devil launched an all-out attack on your life, your family, your finances, your ministry, your health? Because you are the true anointed ones. The devil thought he was going to destroy you. He thought he was going to, amen, break you. He thought that you would quit. He thought you would, you, he would come to a place to where he thought he would just get you so full of poison and you would become bitter and hard and rebellious and resentful and angry and callous. But he was wrong. Tell the devil wrong again. Wrong again. Hallelujah. See, back in the 80s, we had these catchphrases. Amen. When somebody was telling something that was not quite right or anything wrong, 
Tell it up right now. Wrong again. Come on, church. He saw he will fill you with poison. He will get you bitter, hard, callous, resentful, angry. Tell the devil, wrong again. Paul didn't die. You didn't die. You believe it? Wrong again. Hello, somebody. I'm preaching in this house. I'm preaching in this house. You believe it? When the poison hits your anointing, the poison will die. Come on, church. When the poison hits your anointing, the poison will die. And the anointing will get stronger and stronger and stronger. When the devil hits you, when the poison hits you, the anointing goes to another level. More church, because you're anointed. Because you're anointed. When the poison hits, amen, Paul's body, you know what happened to Paul? He just got ejected up to another stronger anointing. You believe it? You're going to another level in the true anointing. Your testimony is going to another level. You're going to walk with a greater anointing, a greater authority than ever before. You're going to overcome bigger temptations than you ever had before. You believe it? Your faith is going to take you to places beyond fear and anxieties. The things that used to trip you up, hold you in condemnation, aren't going to bother you anymore. Everybody said trip up. The devil likes to trip us up. Amen. But those things that used to trip us up, amen, aren't going to bother us anymore. Oh, I love you, church. You don't have any trouble. All you need is faith in God. Amen. Don't come telling me about your temptations. I know about them. Don't come telling me about your backslidden. It's because you're anointed. You believe it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The true anointed ones. Hallelujah. Does not, the true anointing does not exempt you from the bite of the viper. But it gives you power over his poison. Shout somebody. The anointing does not exempt you from the snake bites, but it gives you power over its poison. Hallelujah. You're going to leave the service and you're going to get bit again. Amen. And Satan is going to attack you again. But remember, amen, it cannot have power over the anointing. You see, not only did Paul snake uh, shake the snake off and survive. The Bible said uh, he shook him off into the fire. Praise God. He shook him off into the fire. You with me? I'm going to finish this message. Amen. Come on, church. He shook him off into the fire. The viper life ended. The habits, the addictions, the struggles that once ruled you will end because of the anointing. That viper was destroyed because of the anointing. 
I'm preaching here this morning about a viper. As I'm preaching uh, about this viper this morning, I want you to know that in the midst of this, that is destroying the poison of that venomous thing that came against you. As I'm preaching, there are vipers that are being destroyed right now because of the true anointing. You see something that has plagued you for years. Something that has wrestled with you for years. Something that has dogged on your heels, rode on your back for years. It's being destroyed because of the anointing. Because of the anointing. You believe it? You believe it this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. Vipers of sickness. Vipers of financial problems. Vipers of marital problems. Vipers of spiritual problems. Vipers of addictions. Habits and the bondages of this flesh. They're dying right now. They're dying right now as I'm preaching. Amen. They're dying. You believe it? I say you can throw away the bottle of pills in Jesus' name. I rebuke every spirit of narcotic in the name of Jesus Christ. Vipers that comes to bring discouragement, fears, and worries. Vipers of secular musics and songs. I'll destroy you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'll destroy you in the name of Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? Do you believe it right now? Vipers of worldliness and sexual sins. You've been shaken off into the fire right now. The power of this viper is being broken. Broken right now. Because of the true anointing. You believe it? You believe it this morning? I want you to stand with me upon your feet. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You believe him? As your musicians come. Hallelujah. Poison is dying by the fire of the anointing. The anointing is rising up, and I believe the anointing is growing, and the anointing is increasing. You believe that? I want you to lift up your hands and begin to praise Him right now. The devil couldn't make his poison stick. First John 4, 4 said, He are the children. God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's some fight per being burned up right now. Lift your hands up. There's some vipers being burned up right now. There's some stuff being destroyed that once held you in chains. In Isaiah 10 and 27, and in that day, this day, the burden shall uh, depart from off thy shoulder and the yoke from off thy neck because the yoke has been destroyed because of the anointing. Shout it out loud. I can overcome because of the anointing. I can overcome because of the anointing. God has given me all them which sail with me. Not one soul will be lost. 
that includes all of your family members. And every viper of besetting sins is cast into the fire. And you can shout because all guilt, iniquities, and condemnations are being burned up right now in the fire of the anointing. You believe it. You believe it this morning. You will all make it alive, free from the storm, and in our raptured, worry-free bodies because the anointing will destroy the yoke. You believe that? Lift your hands and give God praise. Because you're anointed. Because you're anointed. Hallelujah. Why are you going, sir? Why are you going, sir? Because you're anointed. Why has Satan been so after you? Because you're anointed. You believe it? You will overcome because of the anointing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do appreciate the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You're a son of God because you're a true anointed one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The bigger your problem is a validation that you're anointed. You go around telling everybody, nobody's got problems like me. That's the truth. That's your validation. You got problems? That's your validation. You got sickness? That's your validation. You got struggle? That's your validation. Because you are the anointed ones. Put your hands together. Give the Lord praise in this house. Hallelujah. God bless you online. Shalom. Until the next service. We're going to praise Jesus a little while in this house. Lift up your praise to him. Lift